Hello, credit union executives. Welcome to See You on the Show, where we give you up-to-date information on how you can reduce risk, keep key talent, and take a strategic approach to your personal financial wellness. Hosted by me, Doug English, a certified financial planner and former credit union insider with ACT Advisors. My guest on today's podcast is Tom Novak. Tom is a 16-year financial services veteran currently responsible for digital transformation in relation to member-facing technology platforms that strive to support seamless end-to-end experiences. He oversees the digital strategy and payments strategy for Visions Federal Credit Union. In this episode, we discuss Visions' build, buy, or partner approach to fintech and how their goal to become a digital-first organization focused on more personalized and thoughtful member interactions helps guide their strategic decisions. Tom Novak, welcome to see you on the show. I am delighted that you're with us today, and uh, especially with the the fine institution that you uh, work for. So I got to tell a story, which is uh, I grew up in Binghamton, New York. My father worked at IBM. As uh, you and I already discussed, of course, Visions Federal Credit Union was IBM Endicott Employees Federal Credit Union. And I can remember at a very young age going to the uh, IBM employee events that the credit union was at that had uh, a fair. I remember popcorn and candy and and the credit union. I thought, wow, I'm not not sure what these folks do, but I sure do like them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Doug. I appreciate you having me on the podcast today. And you're exactly right. We've got a storied history going all the way back to the founding of IBM and IBM's heyday here in upstate New York. And it's really exciting to be able to look back on that history. And as we move forward with innovation and trying to be our, our members' financial partner, how do we go ahead and pay homage to that history and what that all represented, the county fairs and these different things that we did, and translate it through all these years to today and help still innovate for our members and provide value. So. It's exciting to be in this position to help deliver that kind of value. Let's do that then. What got me to call you about this podcast was the innovation that Visions has been very active in, in fintech. If you would, just start us out there talking about how does Visions engage with fintech? Just walk us through, please. Certainly. So the first thing I believe that makes us a little bit different, a little bit unique when it comes to fintechs is we treat them as partners. They are not vendors. Our whole mindset around this is how do we actually build a team together? How do we augment what the credit union movement is meant to represent, helping people, delivering value for them, not only at great prices, but but also with a hint of altruism throughout that whole value proposition. And so we're very transparent with potential fintech partners on what we're trying to achieve. And we point back to our track record of how we've done this and how we partner in a number of different ways. So it can manifest itself in co-creating a beta opportunity for a new feature or or a new offering uh, altogether to the market. It can manifest itself in the terms of case studies or reference calls or how do we create mutually beneficial environments that really help grow both entities because we truly believe as we grow and they grow, we're actually just growing the same entity. That's what we mean by the partnership play. And so that is uh, very refreshing for a lot of fintechs to hear that they, they are treated as true partners 
And we want to go ahead and be very proactive, just like that's how fintechs grew up is they're essentially startups. They, they bootstrap themselves and they want to go out and, and change the world. And so we have the requisite scale and business acumen to go ahead and couple with that to, to bring the best of both worlds. So we start with that mindset and then it, we allow things to be created. So how do we go ahead and really dive into members' moments of need? whether that be education, whether that be access to new forms of financial services, whether that be just savings and budgeting tools. It, it really takes many forms. And we go out there and we're just trying to align values is essentially what we're, what we're after. And uh, it does also steep itself in one other concept, which I, I have to give credit to our CEO, Ty Muse. He used to work at GE uh, years ago and he knew Jack Welsh, you know, former CEO of GE. And one of the big things that uh, Jack used to say that, that Ty has impressed upon me, especially in the digital realm, is change before you have to. And this mentality of your journey is never complete. You never reach the destination. So you have to make sure that hunger for more innovation, more value that you bring to your members is always there, is ever present. And so I think that comes through in our conversations with fintechs. And as we've reached a certain scale, now fintechs are starting to come to us at a clip that is greater than when we started maybe a few years ago. And we've created kind of this network effect that's really exciting to be a part of. Wow, that is very impressive. So when did you first start working directly with fintechs? It goes all the way back almost 10 years ago when our organization decided to create a new department at that time, almost 11 years now. It was called e-commerce at that time. And it's since now morphed into the department that I oversee or one of the departments, which is called digital. And really, over the years, we, we knew it back then, but we didn't know how to articulate it. And it came down to this. Digital is just synonymous with business. This is just how we can go ahead and deliver the best value to our members and our communities. So not simply digital banking or making a manual transaction automated. It's really about how do we put the member at the center of these decisions and then go ahead and act on those great ideas or act on that great innovative concept that we might come across. And so there was cultural changes over the years and different things and a little bit of trial and error. But all the way back to 10 plus years ago, we've had fintech partnerships. We were one of the early adopters of DocuSign. If you can remember, DocuSign back 10, 12 years ago was a fintech. People were still struggling with, is e-consent really a thing? Is e-signatures really legal? And we still have a relationship with DocuSign to this day. But back then, we were partnering with those types of, of innovators. And that has been a through line throughout the last decade plus to keep doing that, that when we think of this mentality of build by our partner, we realize that those are all tools in our toolbox and we shouldn't just rest on one tool, even if it's a strength. So we have some great build related teams here when it comes to data analytics or RPA, but that doesn't necessarily mean we're going to solve every problem we have or every need of our members with a build. It could be a buy scenario because something's been productized and, and really as good as it's going to get, or it could be a partner opportunity where fintechs are going to help change our mindset and augment the value we bring to our members. There's a whole bunch there on that build by partner step. So I want to back up though and get a little bit of tactical as far as how do you partner with them? What is the economic arrangement? At this point, it's been largely traditional contractual relationships, but we don't just take a off the rack type of contract. So there's, there's a lot of bespoke components to the contracts that we negotiate. And so that's how we bring to life some of this partnership mentality that I was talking about. 
We have been closely researching what we believe is the next step in that journey, the next evolution, which is to start to get into environments like Circle. So a lot of folks know of Circle, C-U-R-Q-L. It's a credit union venture capital fund focused on fintechs and how they can bring that value back to credit unions and their members. So that's the next step that we're looking at. We've partnered with companies in the past that help us bring that sort of model to bear. So the Best Innovation Group, John Best is is one particular example. And then we're also looking at uh, what our our trusted trade associations are doing, such as CUNA and uh, CMFG Ventures. So we, we use those as kind of guideposts and mile markers. And as we're trying to evolve to the point where I, I truly believe we're going to start to invest dollars and cents into fintechs to help them uh, drive their roadmaps. But we're not quite there yet, but that is on our, our agenda. Hopefully, you are listening to see you on the show regularly, and you heard uh, the episode with Brian Cass from CUNY Mutual Financial Group Ventures that we uh, recently recorded. And we talked about with CUNY Mutual's version, they're actually taking uh, equity stakes in these companies that they think can make a a difference for credit unions and credit union members. So at Visions, it's a custom contract design with creating as much alignment with contractual structure, but not actually equity alignment yet, right? Absolutely. They're really doing a great job. I mean, our our CEO is very much aligned with what Gina Mutual and CMFG Ventures is doing. And it really helps as we go through various critical thinking processes and decision-making processes that we've partnered with a lot of the fintechs that get added to the CMFG uh, stable of, of fintechs or circle stable of fintechs, whether it's somebody like Entropy for enterprise text messaging, and you see that they're on an acquisition tear with Pop.io and Marsview.ai and all these great things that create this larger ecosystem, or it's QNexus. Right? How do we get to this perpetual pre-approval state for our members that they, they don't even really have to do anything except click a button? These are the types of value propositions that we can leverage great technology because there's a need. First, there's a need for our members, whether it's better financing or more intuitive communications. And uh, it's nice to see that those entities are kind of evolving as we evolve as a credit union. And we're very much aligned in our objectives. Let's go into the build, buy, or partner. And I'm interested in how Visions figures out which one of those to do. Have you guys bought any fintechs yet? Does that actually happen? We haven't bought any fintechs, but we have had those conversations. And partly where that is kind of organically evolved from is when we strike an early adopter type of fintech partnership. So a good example is Zogo. Z-O-G-O, which is a financial literacy fintech. They've done some really amazing things when it comes to a little bit of gamifying. I know that's a, a buzzword out there, but they've, they've just made financial education and the importance of understanding how to handle these financial concepts in your day-to-day lives very fun and engaging. And so we were a very early adopter of Zogo. Our uh, SVP of member experience, Tracy Wheeler, really led the charge on creating that partnership. And since then, we've been co-creating. So we're one of the first to integrate into our digital banking platform, Q2, with Zogo. And now we're looking at other ways to go ahead and expand the partnership, such as incentivizing members. So that Zogo calls it pineapples, but think of it like points. That is, you, as you acquire more pineapples, you can convert those into rewards, whether it's gift cards or, or any other things like that. And so the next evolution in that partnership is how do we incentivize people to use the Visions Federal Credit Union debit card 
which is a great budgeting tool in and of itself. And we're going to reward you with pineapples or points and give you that gamified financial education as well. So those types of fintechs where we were early adopters, those are the closest that we've come to saying, oh, how do we, how do we get more of a seat at the table in this roadmap or decision-making and really help propel or turbocharge their, their mission and vision? So we haven't done that yet, but those are the types of conversations when we have a relationship like Sogo where our minds are headed. So that's when you might buy. That hasn't happened yet, but when do you build it versus partner? What differentiates that choice? One of the big things, it's, there's a lot of tactical decisions, but it comes down to our operating principles. So when we talk about growth, member experience, employee experience, financial impact, and community impact, how do these, in a very procedural way, how do these rank uh, on a spreadsheet, on a, on a you know, formula-based spreadsheet, and how is that going to move our business forward? So how does it align with this vision to become a digital-first organization, empowering people towards financial independence? So, Doug, when we started podcast here, you told me about your history growing up in Binghamton and how you, you didn't even know about the credit union, but they were offering this great county fair and, you know, great popcorn and all these things. It's not simply about financial services and financial products. It's truly about being a community partner and giving back in a multitude of different ways. So to do that, we believe the best way is to become digital first, which doesn't mean less human interaction. It just means more personalized and more thoughtful interactions, moving away from simply being a transactional partner or transactional hub to a thoughtful partner, or a thoughtful guide or Sherpa throughout your life, which finance is really embedded into so many things that we do. And so with that, we are growing our appetite for when can we bring in talent that is aligned with that mission? When can we create the right type of strategy? And if those two forces we feel confident can align, many times we'll go into a build type of decision. Uh, a great example of that is what we've done with robot process automation. We felt very strongly that that type of expertise we needed to have in-house. Another type of expertise was data analytics and how we can be a data, a data shop and really not necessarily be dependent on other entities to guide our data journey. So those are two examples where we, we looked at the talent landscape, we looked at our, our mission and our objectives to become digital first. And we felt that really needed to be two areas that helped uh, propel us forward. And we didn't want to be beholden to anyone else but ourselves. They were core to the overall corporate strategy is what I'm taking away. Yeah, fell into that build category. And then a couple of examples of the partner category where you looked at build, but you decided to partners. Anything immediately come up for that? Uh, several things. And it's not partner isn't just exclusively with fintechs although that tends to be something that I personally focus on because they're, they're cutting edge in a lot of ways and they want to figure out ways to solve problems. They're not so worried about let's fit it into this specific box because they've productized it. They're open to new ideas and, and making adjustments to their plan, which is so encouraging to see. But from a partnership perspective, there's a few things. One that comes to mind is Experian. So Experian is not considered a fintech, but we were one of the first credit unions in the nation to roll out their ID notify solution fully embedded within our digital banking experience. And not only that, giving it to our members at no cost. So something that our members would have to normally go to the market and pay anywhere from $15 a month to $30 a month for free identity theft protection and credit monitoring, we gave them that at no charge. So Experian and, and Q2 in that case were the types of partners that wanted to make that offering bespoke to Visions, and we we're able to do that. 
Another great example is a true fintech in Givio, G-I-V-I-O. And Givio is a fintech focused on charitable giving. And that very much aligns with that community impact operating principle that I mentioned earlier. And we're going to go ahead and offer that to our members, connecting them to over 1.6 million 501c3 charities that are registered with the IRS. And as we go ahead and roll that out to our members, we're keeping a very altruistic tone in that. So the way the model works today is it tends to be a, a typical revenue share play where you, you know the credit union, you, you process a $100 deposit and there's a total 4% fee. Now the member doesn't pay that, the, the credit union doesn't necessarily pay that, the charity pays that. But once we first approached Divio with this, we said, that's not really what aligns with our mission and vision. That's not how we want to give back to the community. We want to go ahead and subsidize those fees. We don't want to take it off the top from the charities. So that charge, we're going to, we're going to absorb that on behalf of our members and our charities that we give to. And that's how we make visions matter. That's, that's the way we can move things forward and truly create a partnership. So Givio was open to that slight change in, in their model there. And that's uh, what we're excited to bring to market. Wow. So you just named two embedded fintechs that either you've got embedded into the vision system. Very uh, interesting. Are there others that you can share with our listeners? Absolutely. So uh, another big one that uh, we've focused on and we launched earlier this year is NYDIG. NYDIG focuses on Bitcoin today, but really not just Bitcoin. That's just the, the, the gateway. It's really about how do we help our members realize that this other form of financial services, in this case, digital assets, is a store of value. And we want to be very pragmatic about what we bring to the market. And although there's a lot of hype when it comes to cryptocurrency or digital assets, they are coming to Visions because we're their trusted financial advisor. We want to bring to them services where they can continue to build the trust with an entity that is altruistic in nature and truly wants to help them learn and grow in their financial lives. And so we partnered with uh, NYDIG, we're one of the first financial institutions, bank or credit union in the nation uh, to bring that to our members uh, January of this year. So we we were really thrilled to have that opportunity. It was really a a multi-tiered partnership between NYDIG, Q2, and ourselves. And actually a big shout out to our regulator, NCUA, because if not for their forward-thinking mentality, we would not have the confidence to make that kind of decision. So Folks like Kyle Hauptman, the vice chairman of NCUA, really forward thinking. And I think we as credit unions should be very proud that our governing body, NCUA, was quite literally the first governmental agency, so not the OCC, not the FDIC, NCUA, to come out in the affirmative that credit unions can go ahead and enter into these partnerships. So that really gave us the runway to do some great things on behalf of our members. Tom is in... uh... The episodes we've done, we've covered a lot of different things. That is the first NCUA shout out. So congratulations. Visions Credit Union continues to lead. The more we go into this, Doug, it's, it's really exciting. It's, we are not successful simply because we're Visions. We're successful because of a lot of other entities that play really important roles in our growth. And they play really important roles in how do we keep propelling this mission forward? And it's not hyperbole. It's, it's really, truly an authentic way that we lead a financial services firm, in this case, a credit union, to be better and more prosperous for everyone involved. So we have to give credence to NCUA. They do a lot of great things. We have to give credence to our fintech partnerships that they're the ones really taking the biggest risk in, in starting up a company and trying to procure funds, whether it's from credit unions or others. So 
we're only successful because of our partners. And there's this old, old adage, uh, you've probably heard it, Doug, so I, I might be butchering it to a degree, but I, I really believe it. And it's how we, we lead our partnership mentality, which is if we want to go fast, well, we could do that alone. But if we want to go far, we have to go together. And that's been very much baked in to our ethos here at Visions that we take the ego out of it now. It's not about how smart we are or how great we are at uh, you know, balancing the budget. It's really about how do we put ourselves in a position to best serve our members. And that's one of the best things about being a part of a credit union. It is. And the, uh, the people helping people mentality, obviously you see that in, in a lot of different ways. And that's been, was going to be the next question I was going to ask you is, are there opportunities for other credit unions to partner with Visions on any of this activity, you know, through, you know, sometimes you see uh, indirect lending sort of shared through the QSO structure. Do you have uh, an opportunity for credit unions to partner with you in, in any of this uh, digital activity? There isn't any formalized forum or, or structure that I know of today, other than if we participate in events or funds like Circle and, and, and things like that. But the, the best thing is probably the most basic thing that I can advise other credit unions to do. Simply reach out. We are about helping each other. And one, one of the, the best things when I entered the credit union industry, I came from the banking industry. I worked at PNC Bank and M&T Bank before coming over to Visions, is how open to sharing insights and information the credit union industry is. So the first step is the most basic. Simply reach out. If you emailed me and had just a basic question, I will respond back or I'll hop on a, on a call and I want to devote that time to you. But to really scale this, uh, which I think is where your question is going, we need to create forums that actually get results. So I'll use an internal group. We call it the Payment Strategy Forum. And it's just a group of executive leaders and some payments-focused individuals who have that in their job today here at Visions. And we've been able to say, well, our mantra is about pragmatic action-based decisions. We don't just simply want to research things like buy now, pay later. We want to figure out if this is the right thing to do and go ahead and implement our version of buy now, pay later. And so with that group and that mandate, we have implemented about six different payment innovations. So that's the type of thing that you can scale to other credit unions and start to make sure we're all aligning our mission and vision. We do that ad hoc right now with some credit unions who are maybe their Q2 clients. So we have that similarity or their Scimitar clients, we're a Scimitar core or their Visa DPS for their card processing. But I, I would say this to really be the spark to light the fire to anyone who, who is interested, be proactive with your partners and start to treat them as if they are a true partner, as opposed to we have a vendor-client relationship. And just that simple tweak in mentality is tremendously impactful. It starts to open up doors that you would never think are possible, and you get the opportunity to co-create things that truly matter to the credit union industry and, and to members overall. Have you had a situation where you've had to unplug from something where you built a partnership and that partnership was not going the way you anticipated? Maybe the technology changed or whatever it was and you had to unwind. So you know, first question is, is, if that has happened, can you tell us a little bit about uh, how that might have worked? And then the second is, when I talked to Brian from uh, CUNY Mutual Ventures, he had mentioned uh, sort of a caution to credit unions to not uh, just go right out and, and take equity stakes in um, fintech to be a little careful about that. There can be some, uh, some problems. So anything you can tell our listeners about maybe what not to do? Yeah, I, I would agree with his sentiments that fintech is not a buzzword. It's not a trend. 
it is really a way of operating your business, you know, fintech partnerships and, and bringing in some of strategic thinking and to use a cliche, the out-of-the-box thinking. But at the end of the day, we can't forget our values. We can't forget why we are credit units. That's actually our superpower. And it's when we start to forget about those types of things that we just think we're going to be able to put a Band-Aid solution on something because it's the hot new thing. But buy now, pay later is probably a perfect example. There's a lot of flavors of buy now, pay later that are actually the antithesis of what we should be doing as a credit union. And we have to stay away from those types of things. But the good news is if we do our homework and we stick to a sound strategy and, and core values, we can find solutions, especially in the fintech space, for problems like buy now, pay later. So I, I would give a shout out to the folks over at Equipify on the buy now, pay later front. They are very plugged in to credit union missions and, and values and can start to help us address those needs for members. So just because the fintech has built a great technology or they might even have a phenomenal business model doesn't necessarily mean it makes sense for your credit union. So I'll kind of close out that answer with this comment. We as a credit union industry, I think need to be very good. Uh, we have to build our competency around calculated risk-taking. And in the past, we've been very risk-averse. It's just our nature, right? We have to worry about balancing the, the budget and, and reporting things to NCUA and protecting our members' money, all of which is still as relevant, if not more today, than it was in the past. But the best way now to go ahead and be stewards of our members' money and their trust is to be really great at calculated risk-taking. So there's this concept that we talk about here at Visions called asymmetric risk reward. If we're really doing our homework, if we're really students of our craft, we can start to see in the research scenarios where the chance of success is at least five times greater than the chance of failure. We haven't completely removed failure from the equation, but if we start to think that way and we, we go through this hard work, this critical thinking work, we can set ourselves up for long-term success. And that's at the heart of what fintech partnerships are about. There's fintech partners that don't align with your mission and values. There's fintech partners that they're maybe a little bit too early stage and they haven't really figured out how they bring value to the market. That's not necessarily going to help you as a credit union. But there's others that have done that. And as you go through a lot of, a lot of that iteration, you can align asymmetric risk reward and start to do some phenomenal things. Tom Novak, thank you so much for this content. This was a phenomenal thing, in my opinion. And uh, listeners, uh, I'm going to attempt to get Tom to come back on another episode where we're going to dig into the process of getting cryptocurrency uh, into the, an option for the members of Visions Credit Union and how that information could help uh, the rest of the credit union. So Tom, any final thoughts for our listeners today? I just want to say thank you, Doug, for having me on the podcast. And then overall, to any of the listeners out there, if you're interested in fintech partnerships, innovation, punching above your weight class in terms of credit unions competing against other entities that are out there, please reach out, right? This, this is really about how we can help people in general, not exclusively just members. So I'm really fortunate to be in a position like I am to go ahead and help others. So looking forward to doing that. And uh, don't stop innovating, right? Keep asking good questions. That's really at the heart of what all this is. Thanks so much, Tom. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you. That's all the insider credit union knowledge we have for this episode. Are you enjoying the conversation? Be sure to subscribe and share your thoughts with other credit union leaders by leaving us a review. See you next time on See You on the Show.
The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual security. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Economic forecasts set forth may not develop as predicted. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. Indexes are unmanaged and cannot be invested into directly.